Good afternoon. I'm actually waiting for Facebook to start, so if you would just give me a few more minutes. Okay, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and get started, um, and Facebook, I guess, will catch on when it catches on. Um, I am the worst when it comes to technology, <laughs> as we've already discovered, but... I won't stop trying to make sure that this message gets out there to everyone that needs to hear it. So good afternoon and welcome to another episode of In the Damn Way, Life, Love and Everything in Between. I am your host, The Real Brandy Alexander. And today, this wonderful Saturday, um, I wanted to uh, go into a topic that a lot of us don't want to discuss, a lot of us have gone through, uh, but I want to keep the next generation from making the same mistakes that we made when we were doing it. So um, before I begin the show, I just want to thank you to everyone, to for everyone, to everyone for joining me on Saturdays. I do understand that this is at the top of your day. Uh, some people are getting out. Um, and send the world. So I thank you for taking this hour to have the awkward conversations so that we can hopefully help someone else to heal as I'm going through my healing journey. I pray that, you know, others are also going through theirs so that at the end there are more healthy than traumatized people. Um, I know that is a big tall drink of water, but I feel that if we all take the time to actually pour into ourselves, it's definitely one that we can we can get through and get to the other side and live a healthier lifestyle. So um, I just pray that even though it may seem that it's hard, um, that you continue to take that journey no matter what the uh, circumstances, because um, life is just life. Um, my pastor said something a couple of weeks ago that life be life, and it really does. Um, you can't predict it, um, and it will hit you at the least um at, at, at the time when you expect it the least, I want to say. Um, so just keep on living. So as we get into the topic of um, teenage love, I just want to know out there who all have had that one special person when we were younger that we thought was going to be the man or woman of our dream and we were going to live that happily ever after and they were just that one like being honest who all thought that they met that person at 12 13 14 years old I'll wait <laughs> um <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> um he was a dreamboat. He was everything that I thought I wanted in a person. He was everything. He was giving me everything that I needed. Um, until the, the, the great day of him deciding that he wanted to cheat on me. And, uh, he just set the stage for everybody else. Um, but what I wanted to say is that we're so quick to rush into relationships that we don't take the time to understand what it means to actually be in a relationship, right? So 
if you've ever been an auntie or a grandma or a parent, you know, when your child is little and, oh, that's her little boyfriend or that's his, you know, little girlfriend and it's all cute and giggles and, and, and all this and that, but we're setting them up for life that's unreal. So I posed the question this week, is it real or is it fake? Teenage love. It is definitely fake. In my opinion, um, and I'll and I'll tell you why I say that in a minute. But I just wanted to go back to how we set that tone of oh my gosh, you have to be in a relationship. Oh, oh, it's so beautiful. It's so cute. It's so this. It's so that. And we don't have the conversations that it can be this. It can be that. So I need for you to recognize the. Um, the signs of a, a traumatic or a toxic relationship. I need for you to understand that um, if someone put their hands on you, it's not right. Or if they yell at you, you know, that's a that's a red flag. We don't have those conversations. So when those happen, when those conversations happen or when those things happen, if you're not in the right mental space, you can perceive that as love. Right. Oh my God, girl, he's just so jealous. You know, he got mad because, you know, old boy was trying to holler at me and he done slapped me in my face. Girl, that ain't cute. But I'm only saying the things that I know have been said because at one point in time, I said it. I was a fool. Okay. So I'm gonna raise my hand twice because I was a fool and I was a person who was in that relationship too young, too stupid, too foolish to understand what a toxic relationship was like. So, um, as I go back to us as parents and aunties and grandmas, and when we, you know, laugh and giggle about, you know, their soulmate at three and four years old, which I feel like is, don't even say that, but if you said it and you meant it and, you know, um, did we look into that person's household to understand what that person was going to be? One thing for certain and two things are for sure is that as a child, you soak up your surroundings. You soak that in and it actually turns you into the person that you are going to be. I don't care how you try to run from it. I don't care how you try to say, oh, no, I'm nothing like, oh, you are. I'm a product of a whole bunch of people's um, lifestyles. Not just one or two, not just just in my my doors, but the doors that I walked into. Anytime you cross someone else's want someone else's threshold, you are receiving what it is that they're putting out, positive or negative. It doesn't all have to be negative, but it you know it can be some positive. But because you may see what you've seen and 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 heard what you've heard subconsciously you have added that to what you feel like a relationship should look like and you become okay with certain things um that normally if you were just surrounded by all positive behavior you would not be you would not be okay with now, let me break that down when I say that. If I had waited 
until I was older to be in a relationship. If I had waited until I got married, um, till I was more of an adult to get married. If I had waited until I had gone through the, uh, the um, counseling and the therapy of all of the traumatic situations that I've dealt with in my life, I probably nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10 would not have married the person that I married. That's not to say he's not a bad per He's a bad person. That's not to say that, you know, um, he may not be good for someone else. He just was not the person for me. Okay. His, his background plus my background made for a very toxic relationship. And we started way too young. We were still trying to understand what it was that was happening behind our own closed doors, let alone try to be in a serious relationship with someone. So let's go back to our teenagers when we're, when we're pumping them up and, oh, you got a girlfriend? Oh, you got, I know, I know I've said that to my sons like a million times and they are almost, if not already, sick of me asking if they're dating someone. I love the fact that none of them are in serious relationships because they don't feel like mentally, emotionally, that they are ready financially to be in a serious relationship. I love that for them. I love that they have not brought 20 women um, or 20 people to my home saying, look, mama, this is, you know, my girlfriend or this is who I'm, I'm dating or whatever. They have not done that. Um, and, and made me believe that this person is right for them. Cause one thing is for certain, I'm giving everybody the third degree when they walk through my door, you say you're in a relationship with my child. You say you, you love my child. Okay. Let's sit down. Let's have some real conversations. What's, what's your life goals? What you plan on doing? How does my child fit into that? I need to know that. But we don't do that when they're younger, right? We send them out there. Oh, they going on a date. Oh, they doing this. Oh, they doing that. Do you know the first time I was abused? I was 12 years old. I'm not talking about whooped. Okay. I'm not talking about punished. I'm talking about the first time a young boy put his hands on me. Mm. I was 12. I'm sorry. That's the first time I say that out loud. And the sad thing about it is, the 
the sad thing about it was, was that in my mind, I could not wrap my head around the fact that this is not right, right? Somebody putting their hands on you, I, I, I understand that's not right. But the point that I'm making is I, I equated that to the fact that, oh, he's, he's jealous, child. He, yeah, look, he, he think I'm doing this and he think I'm doing that. And it was so stupid and so childish, but I am a child. I am 12. And in my life, in my home, in I'm sorry, my pet is in the room today. Uh, in my life, in my home, in my neighborhood, in my world, this is what I saw. This is what I saw. This is what was equated to me as actual love. A man that can disrespect you and it be okay. We have to stop condoning relationships for our children. And we don't know what that other person has gone through or is going through or what kind of background they come from. And just stop doing it all together. And I'm going to tell you why I say that. How about we create individuality? How about we promote that? We have boys that are growing up to be men. We have girls that are growing up to be women. We have um, dreams and aspirations and, and hopes that these children have. Let's pour into that as opposed to saying it's all about a relationship. Because truth be told, mentally, you're not ready for a relationship. If I'm in a home and it's a single parent home, I probably need to work through that first. Right. I need to work through the fact that I'm being brought up by a single mom. No, my dad's not around or vice versa. I'm brought up in a home. There's just my dad. My mom's not around. Like, do you know what kind of anguish that does to a child or better yet? I'm brought up in a two-parent household, and there's no real love, right? Because just because you're brought up in a two-parent household, that doesn't mean that that's the best for everyone. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm trying to threaten him. He is eating my books. Um, but that does not mean that... Um, that is a healthy environment for someone. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that, oh, okay, <clears throat> my mom and dad are still together. They have children together, but there's no love in the household. How does that help me as someone who's young, inexperienced, trying to work through that? How does that look when I'm trying to be in a relationship? Just somebody explain it to me. 
Tell me how does that work? What can you possibly tell me about a healthy relationship? So how do you know what you're looking for? How do you know if you're in a healthy relationship if you don't even have a healthy relationship to look up to? Going back to my household, there was nothing healthy about my household. Not not one single solitary, not one, not one. When my parents were together, apparently they didn't want to be together. That wasn't healthy. Um, then when they separated, they were both in toxic relationships. That wasn't healthy. Um, the women around me, um, and I'm not just talking about aunts and uncles. I'm talking about friends and, and neighbors. And they were in relationships where men were cheating on them or, you know, vice versa. That wasn't healthy. I did not know what a healthy relationship looked like, but I knew what an unhealthy relationship looked like. And I knew how to be in one of those and sustain one of those. And that's the type of relationship I went for. That's the type of relationship. Y'all yeah, meet Prince. Um, that's the type of relationship I went for. That's the type of, of relationship I stayed in for a very long time. Now, imagine me being in that type of relationship. And when it was time for my boys to be in a relationship, they're trying to find something that really mimics what they saw. Because in their mind, it's healthy, right? It may not be healthy, but there's nothing wrong with that. That's nothing wrong with, you know, seeing my mom cry or, you know, seeing my dad with another woman and, or seeing them argue, fuss and fight. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Or there's nothing wrong with my mom being a teenage mom or my mom being, um, you know, uh, not, not pursuing her dreams. There's nothing wrong with that because she has love from my dad. They're, they're in love. No, no. And again, we push our children into these types of relationships, not knowing what, it, what, what they're, what they have, what they've taken from you, right? And taking, and it is taking from another person. I knew someone who, or know someone who, you know, is young, likes to date young girls and um, put his hands on them. And he thinks that's okay. But that's what he saw. That's, he's only mimicking what he saw. And what's funny is the young girls think it's cute. They stay because they don't feel, they don't feel worthy. They don't feel loved um, at home for whatever reason. And so this is the type of, this is the type of behavior. I'm sorry, y'all. Today is not a good day. This is the type of behavior that they 
condone. This is the type of behavior that they think is okay. And this is the type of behavior that they perceive as being a relationship. I remember one time uh, my son had a friend and he was, I want to say third, fourth grade. And so he had gotten her phone number and he was so excited he was able to call somebody because my kids didn't need to call nobody. Who you going to call? That's not what, who you need to talk to on the phone in, in third or fourth grade. But nevertheless, he called her and was so excited. And the little girl mom picked up the phone and was like, oh, my daughter can't talk to no little boys. Now, my son was traumatized. Oh my God. He was so hurt. He did not understand what this woman was talking about. Why wouldn't she let him speak to his friend? He just wanted to talk to his friend. But her thing was my child is not old enough to do that. And I didn't understand it then. Like I'm on my, I'm on my son's side saying, you know, Oh my God, that's wrong. Like, why would she do that? You know? But then now I understand she was protecting her daughter. She didn't know my son. She didn't know what he was capable of. I know what he's capable of. I know his mind and heart is, is pure. I know that he's not going to put his hands on her. But she didn't know that. What if we did that to our children, our teenagers? Or even higher elementary. Because I promise you it's getting younger and younger as to who wants to be in a relationship. And, you know, social media is blowing love out the water. And, you know, everybody wants to have somebody. And, you know, it's, it's just crazy nowadays. But what if we vetted the people that we were allowing our children to be around? I promise you back in the day. Before you went over somebody's house, your parents knew exactly who house you was going over. They knew everybody in there. They had met their parents. They knew it was a close knit family. And if something happened, they knew exactly who to go to. They, it, they, they knew everything. Can you guys still hear me? Yes. My microphone went out. Can you guys hear me on Instagram? Okay. So they knew exactly where you were going. They knew exactly who was going to be at said house. If you if you didn't lie about who whose house you were going over. Now let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. Um so if you were telling the truth that you were going over Miss Maddie house, I'm just going to use her name. Um, and I do know Miss Maddie, by the way, but let's just say you're going over Miss Maddie house and one, you better go over Miss Maddie house. Cause trust your mom is going to check and make sure. But before you went, your mom knew who was going to be there. They knew their parents. And if it was somebody over there that they didn't know or didn't trust, you were not going. We don't do that. We don't do that. Our parents and parents before that, if they were dating someone, they had to come into the home and speak with the, 
you know, the, the mom and the dad and have dinner and we're going to talk about who this person is. I need to know who your, your people are. We don't do that. We send our children off into the world to be in relationships. Don't know what is happening. And then as soon as something pops off, we're ready to flip. You know, just look at the um, young girl. I can't think of her name, but who went out of town with her friends and died. And everybody, no, nobody knows what happened. I'm just using that as an excuse. But what I'm saying is we have to stop just allowing our children to be in relationships when they're not ready. Or matter of fact, just stop pushing relationships at a young age altogether. Because what does it do for you as an adult? Well, it just, it just pushes you into more toxic relationships. Had I waited, had I understood what it was really like to be in a healthy relationship and um, allowed myself to grow up and, and learn about who I was. Again, like I said, I wouldn't have married the person that I married. I wouldn't have been with the person that I was with. I probably wouldn't have had the children that I had because I wouldn't have. Hopefully I would have eventually had them, but I wouldn't have had them at the ages that I had them. I would have been able to hopefully have given them a better life because I wanted more. But when we don't push more, when we don't, when we don't have those conversations about more and all we point out is getting married, having kids, um, doing this and doing that things that don't matter. We're only putting spoiled seeds into our children. Does that make sense? Like, and, and, you know, I would hate for my nieces, my niece and, and nephews to bring, um, girls home that, you know, have daddy issues or, or, or have, um, abuse issues that haven't been dealt with and either abuse them or, um, need them so much that they don't have their own identity. Like, I just, I just want us to think about this. You know, my son is 19 and I asked him, I said, why haven't I met? And you know, he's talking to young ladies. Why haven't I met anybody? Cause I don't feel nobody's right enough for me to bring home. That was the most respectful thing that you could honestly say to me, but I'm glad that you're taking your time. And he's also said that he's not ready to be in a relationship. He's 19. So please tell, please tell me at 19, if he feels like he's not ready, why are we okay with our 13, 14, 15 year olds being in relationships? And what are some of the things that can happen in those relationships that I'm talking about? Those toxic relationships. Well, for one, abuse. We talked about abuse a couple of shows back where I talked about I was groomed to be abused. Okay. Now, I don't know if you ever been groomed to do anything. And if you have, it's, it's like being trained on a job, right? 
They're going to train you until they feel like you're ready to do what it is you have been hired to do. Well, that's what being abused is like. It's like being trained to become abused. Once you're trained and the abuse begins, you're not going to tell a soul. The first time I spoke about ever being hit by a young man was today. I'm 42. No one heard that. The second time I was hit, I was 14. 14. No one knew that. And when you learn how to hide stuff, you continue to hide stuff. Years and years and years. You get good at it. You get real good at it. So no one knew. So by the time you get to a point to where you do say something, it's so hard to get out of it. No one knows what to do. And everybody's thing is, oh my God, why won't she leave? He's no good. Da, 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 da. Well, he's groomed her. She's groomed him. Because abuse can be a woman abusing a man, right? So they've been groomed to be whatever it is that is happening. I was taught to be a coder. Do you know how long, how, how hard it was for me to quit that and actually go into business for myself? That was not an easy thing to do. You want to know how I know that? Because as soon as business was not going the way I wanted it to go, I went back to it. That's the same mentality in abuse, right? That's where I got that mentality from. It's toxic. It's bad. Yes, we know all of that. But if we never teach our children how to be individuals, if we never teach our children how to be strong, if we never teach our children how to be by themselves, that fear alone is enough to make them stay in relationships they don't want to be in. My children know how not to be in a relationship. After their father and I divorced, I haven't been in a relationship. They know how to do that very well. Do they know how to be in a relationship? No. They haven't been in one. They know how to fend for themselves. They know how to work. They know how to make their money. They know how to do what they need to do for themselves. I've conditioned them to do that. So what are we conditioning our children to do? Your children. Your, your, your uh, daughters and sons and nieces and nephews, what are you conditioning them to do when they're trying to be in relationships at 13, 14, 15? What are you showing them? Are you showing them how to stand up for themselves? Because no one showed me how to do that. I had to learn how to do that. No one showed me that. Are you showing them that if it doesn't work, you have a plan to do things on your own? 
No one showed me that. I had to learn how to do that. Are we showing them that they're just as beautiful and as smart and as loving and as whatever without having someone? Are we even promoting that it's okay to not be in a relationship? You don't have to run out here and get one just because it's the right thing to do. Or are we promoting promoting that you have to, you know, get married, have some kids, settle down? What are we what are we what are we promoting in our households? Or are we promoting get with someone and have someone else on the side? That's what I was told by a man um, that he was being groomed. You have a wife, you have a girlfriend on the side as a child. He had no business being in a relationship because the poison that was going into his, his mind, his heart, his spirit, he was putting it on the, the other person. Are we ready to love at 13, 14, 15? I don't think so. That's the time to be selfish. That's the time to have fun. Why are we stopping having fun just for the sake of having a girlfriend or a boyfriend? I'm not saying don't be in a relationship. I I promise you I'm not saying that. Relationships are nice. But they're, they're nice and they're good and they're healthy when you are good and healthy. So if you have daddy issues or mommy issues or just issues all together, don't run out there and be try to be in a relationship at 13, 14. Just don't do it. Because you're hurting yourself in the long run. You're preparing yourself for an even more toxic adulthood. Right. So we're racing to adulthood, but we're trying to get there so fast and we're trying to have all the things that society tells us that we need in order to be an adult, i.e. relationships, love. But we don't even know how to love. We don't even love ourselves. So how we know how to love somebody else? At 13, you still depending on someone else to give you the love that you need in order to make you into an adult. So if you're not getting that, please tell me how you're going to get that from a young boy. I'm not telling you anything I haven't done. I wasn't receiving love at home. So that allowed me to receive fake love, teenage love from these boys who were being told all the foolishness that you could ever think that a young boy should be told. And they were projecting that onto me. Again, I am not a victim. I am a survivor of. So I'm only telling you this because it needs to be said because we need to stop it now. Because toxicity is becoming the new norm. We see it all over social media um, of toxic relationships, 
over and over again. So we have to be the adults to stand up and say, this is not going to happen. We have to break those generational curses that state that we have to be in toxic relationships. We have to have unhealthy marriages. We have to have two and three divorces. We have to have, you know, 10, 12 girlfriends or boyfriends. We have to stop that. And we have to change the trajectory for the, the children coming behind us. And yeah, we may be a small group now, but a small group can make a big effect if you continue to do the work. So have the awkward conversations with your child. Sit down. Tell them, okay, I understand you into what you're into, but let's pause. Let's focus on you right now. Let's talk about why you feel this way. Or why you feel that way. Or let's talk about your dreams and dreams and aspirations. Because we don't want them to not pursue what they want in life because of a teenage love. Oh my God, he went to Clemson, so I'm going to Clemson. When your plans were to go to NC State and become an architect and Clemson doesn't have an architectural program. I don't know if they do. I'm just using that as an example. But you see how your life changes just because you want to be with that person that you've been with at 13, 14. Well, what about your dreams? And then you're stuck in a dead end job and now you resent that person. You see how it continues to make a bad situation worse? Stop putting yourself in spaces and dealing with people who make you change who you are. And by you being a child and your your um, brain is like a sponge and you're still learning and you're still um, becoming who you are. That's all you're doing. Oh, I'm enjoying volleyball knowing you want to be a cheerleader. Or I want to go home and be with this guy. I, I remember being a cheerleader. I love, love, love cheerleading. Met this little boy. He didn't do nothing. We go to school and go home. So what I wanted to do, I wanted to go home. I didn't want to cheer no more. I did, but I didn't want to tell him that. I want to go home. I want to run behind him. Chasing a false sense of security is what I was doing. For a very long time by putting myself in situations and relationships at a young age, knowing that I had been through some of the worst traumas you could probably imagine a person, a person can go through, um, without dying or actually being sexually abused. Anything else I've had to go through it. But what about if you have been sexually abused as a child? Do you think that that's conducive to your mental health to be in a relationship? I just pray that we save our children by being open and honest and transparent and not trying to hide what it is that we've gone through. We continue to have to have the awkward conversations about when I was a teenager, um, this happened or when I was a child that that happened because we want them to only want to be in healthy relationships. 
we don't want them to chase the bad boy. The bad boy probably has a thousand issues. The reason why he's the bad boy. Or he's pretending because it makes him feel better because he's missing something at home. We cannot fix people. We can only fix ourselves. So again, it's time we have the awkward conversations. It's time we sit these children down and say, look, maybe you should wait. Quit throwing society down their throat. Quit throwing social media down their throat. Quit making them want to run until in so I'm sorry, into adulthood and allow them to be children. That's all we've talked about these four um, weeks is how to allow our children to actually be children. Relationships are grown up things. And some of us as adults can't even handle relationships. So why do we think that our children can? And then, we, and you know, if they end up on drugs, we wonder why. Could have been that they were abused or could have been that, you know, their heart was broken and they didn't know how to handle it. But had we had the conversations before and not pushed it down their throat, maybe we could have saved them from the heartache or the drug abuse or any other bad thing that can happen to someone who's gone through a traumatic situation without seeking help. We didn't have any questions and comments today, so um, I won't keep you uh, next week. I won't be here, so we won't have a show next week. I am attending um, a conference uh, about Women's Evolve, and I um, hope that you are evolving from the conversations that we're having here on In the Damn Way, Life, Love, and Everything in Between. I hope that you are taking your journey. I hope that... Whatever you're hearing and whatever you're receiving from what it is that I've gone through or situations that I've brought to the table help you to understand some of the nuances that you are dealing with, not only with yourself, but with your child, um, with your husband, with your uh, your friends. Like, I just hope that you receive it all. And I hope that you understand that I'm not telling you anything that I haven't gone through. And I, I hope that, you know, you're learning from it. I hope that, you know, you want to come on the show and actually sit and have the conversation with me. I, I invite any and everyone to come on and have the conversation again. You can go to my website, www.therealbrandyalexander.com and go to my request page where you can um Send me a message or um, request to be on one of the shows. I will be happy to have the awkward conversations with you because I would love to hear other people's point of views. Maybe there's someone out there who had a great, you know, relationship as a teenager. I'm just telling you from my side how I feel. And I just don't feel like it's something that can happen, especially if you are a child, period. Healthy or non-healthy. Because you're still learning. If you missed the show today, you can watch it tomorrow. Or if you just want to go back and watch it, 
Um, it'll be on YouTube. It's on Apple um, Podcasts. It's on Spotify Podcasts. And I just learned it's on Amazon Podcasts. So um, if you want to go back and watch it, I, I hope that you do. If you want to go back and watch any of the shows and you want to have some comments, please, like I said, visit my website. You can also watch the show on my website, but visit my website, leave me a message. Let me know how you feel about some, um, some of the conversations that we've had. And I just hope that as we come back September 23rd, I think it is, I hope that you join us live here on Facebook and Instagram um, or right here in my war room. So thank you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Um, and I'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye.